Prepare your hearts and minds for your weekly dose of Christian chat with Donna and Regina. Let them know you're listening on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Christian Chat 88. Get ready to keep it real. Hello and welcome to Christian Chat with Donna and Regina. I'm Donna. And I'm Regina. Let's get ready to chat, Donna. Absolutely. But before we do that, we have to pray. So if you would bow with us, that would be great. Heavenly Father, thank you for another opportunity to come before your people and bless them with some encouraging words, some uplifting words, and some information that they may not already have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 As always, we always have a scripture before we get started with the um, chat. So today's scripture will be Romans 12, 4 through 5. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ we do many forms of body, well, excuse me, many forms, one body of each member belongs to all the others. So we are going to be talking about something that's about the body as a lot of members and how we think the same. HBCUs, as you see on the screen, this is something that's dear to our hearts, HBCUs. So Donna, you want to start it off? Sure, absolutely. Um, Well, if you don't know, I attended Hampton University. And Regina, tell them where you went. Virginia State University, Petersburg, Virginia, the land of the Trojans. And what is very ironic is my mom, dad, and brother all went to Virginia State. And then I came along and was like, nope, I'm going to Hampton. <laughs> she broke the chain, y'all. She broke the chain. <laughs> I sure did. And then years later, my brother's daughter decided to put the link back in the chain and she went to Virginia State University. And, yeah. um, one thing I will say about HBCUs is that, you know, they are very important to the culture, very important to keeping, you know, the, the culture alive, the culture of community. And um, I have not, well, let's just say I graduated a while ago. However, <laughs> the sense of community on the campus was just phenomenal. It was like one big family. You know, and I think it's still that way today, or at least I hope it is. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that attracted me to H and HBCU all those years ago. And, you know, I did my research on different ones, but I just had my mindset on Hampton to the point where I had only applied to Hampton. And then my mom was like, Donna, you have to apply to more than one school. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're in high school, you if you don't really understand the ins and outs of how college applications work, I just had in my mind, I want to go to Hampton. So I only applied to Hampton. And then after she learned that, she was like, Donna, you can't just apply to one school. You have to apply to more than one. I said, yeah, but I want to go to Hampton. <laughs> she was yeah. just like, okay, let me help this child. <laughs> you know. So I did apply to other schools, but it really didn't matter because I, I, I was going to Hampton like no Regardless, I was going to Hampton, but I also wanted to go to school in Virginia. But one of the things that really did attract me was the sense of community and all all of the people, well, not all, but a lot of people in my family had already attended HBCUs. 
you've I had Savannah State in there, North Carolina A and T, um, like I said, Virginia State. Actually, my uh, cousin, mm-hmm. my cousin Kenyana and I, we both went to Hampton, and my cousin Brad, but he went to go to AT and T, and then another cousin of mine, Naja, she finished at Hampton too, but I was the first to go to Hampton in the family. But anyway, um, the experience really, there's none like it. Um, and that you feel like the professors really care about you and you kind of get a chance to grow up in a situation where these officials really do care about what you do. I will never forget. I took a class. It was a math class and I'm really not that great in math. I mean, I can do Mm. it, but I just, English is my thing. And so I'd seen, you know, a lot of other kids just dropping classes and dropping classes. And I thought to myself, oh, I could just drop the class. So because I wasn't doing well, I said, well, let me drop it early. But then I got this call. The dean wanted me to go to his office. I had to go to see the dean. Oh, you got in trouble. And, um, <laughs> I'm thinking, well, what is this? And so, you know, he sat me down. He was like, um, I see here that you dropped this class. Why did you drop it? And I explained, I said, well, I just wasn't doing well. And so I didn't want to take a chance on staying in the class and failing it. So I figured I could just drop it. And he said, well, you know, you will eventually have to take it, right? And I said, yeah. Like, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me. Like, so, I mean. They can get around it, huh? I couldn't get around it. But what I'm trying to express to all of you listening is that it just really felt good for someone to take the time. You know, I'm just a freshman. He's got all these people on this campus, but he took the time to call me out and let me know, look, I understand. You know, just to have that conversation. Because if you don't understand how points, not points, but uh, credits work and all that stuff, you're just going to college for the first time. And if nobody really had these conversations with you, how do you know? You know, and unfortunately for me, it was like one of those follow the leader type things. I'm not a follower. However, in that sense, you could drop a class. I didn't know that. Okay, well, let me drop it. (laughs) Especially where we came from. You know, if y'all don't know, me and Dorna went to the same high school. And we, you didn't have options. You know, they just did your schedule. You went to seven classes every year and you graduated. It wasn't like a situation that you had options. So we would like, oh, we could do that. Right. <laughs> I could drop it. Oh, shoot. I got to see. Uh-uh, I'm getting out of this class. You know, it was just, just, just not thinking, but it just felt good to know that somebody would take the time to have that conversation with me and kind of encourage me and push me. And so when I did eventually have to take the class, I did well. I sat myself in the front because sometimes, you know, situations can be intimidating, especially if that's not your thing. You know, math was not my thing. But it just felt good to have someone there that you knew that cared about you, along with the professors. Did you have a good experience at your HBCU? Of course you know that. (laughs) It's it's so weird how she's so entwined with Virginia State. She probably know way more about Virginia State than I do. And I went there. Um, Yes, I had a great experience. It was one that I would say um, I'm glad that I had. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. I actually my choices were virginia state well my first choice was morgan state 
that was my first choice in Baltimore, Morgan State. And the reason why is I was introduced to HBCUs through my god sister. I was raised as the only child. I didn't know about HBCUs like that. And my first exposure was Morgan State University. When I used to go on the, on the weekend, I used to go visit her. She's five years older than me. So I was like just coming a good teenager, I'm like 13, 14, and I used to go visit. And my other guy sister, her sister, went too two years later. So they both were there. And I I mean, I went there. I was like, oh, I'm coming here. I'm coming here. <laughs> you know, because it's so eye-opening to go to a campus full of other black, beautiful people that's there for the the same as the scripture, the same goal to get a degree and to be able to be law-abiding citizens in this world and, and go out there and make something of themselves and still have a good time. You still can have fun in school. School is not all books. And I, you know, as I embark on my two boys about to be seniors this year, I always told them, school is yes, you need to get your education, you need to get good grades, but it's not all about the books. HBCUs teach you about being a person, being who you are. They Just like Donna gave you that prime example, Professors know who you are at HBCUs. If you don't go to class for a couple of days, they come and be like, uh, what happened? What's going on? Like, they're going to ask you questions. And I'm not trying to down any other school, but I ain't going to tell you what my experience was at my HBCU. And even to this day, going to homecomings are just like amazing. I love homecoming. I go to almost all of them. It's so enriching. Just to see everybody come back. And then now their kids are going to their same school. Now their kids are going to Virginia State University. And actually one of my sons want to go to Virginia State. So hopefully, cross fingers next year, I'll be telling you that my son is going to be going to Virginia State University as well. Um, but yes, Donna, I had a great experience with Virginia State. I was blessed to go with my best friend, Yolanda Torres. We went together as well as Andre. We was the only three that went to Virginia State in our year. And um, as we all know, Andre ended up being a successful rap artist coming out of Virginia State University because of the, um, actually her sorority, we'll get into that later, had a, uh, a Delta search, they called it. And uh, our friend Andre and um, my friend William from Virginia State University had, um, a, went, you know, and um, was in the star search. And actually another rap group was, was actually um, judging it. And they end up getting a contract out of the deal, and they are called Dos Effects. So a lot of people who rappers know or rap lovers know who Dos Effects is, and it came out of Virginia State University. So we had a great time and getting, you know, just to hang out together and to become other. Like we we learned other people, we had other friends, but we always kept it close to team. Like we always looked out for each other while we was in school. So yeah. And one thing I would like to get into is some of the misconceptions about HBCUs. Yes. You might hear people say, you know, well, it's a party school or they're nothing but party schools. But let me tell you something. All schools are if party. all you do when you get to a school is party, then that is a party school for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's up to the individual. You can't put a whole school in a category or a whole type of school like an HBCU. You can't put that in one category. The people who go there are individuals. And as we've said on our chats before, people have free will. You do what you want to do. Now, I know when, when I first got there, we had um, freshman orientation. So they had people, you know, get, giving us 
tours of the, the buildings and, you know, kind of guiding us and just getting us acclimated to being on the campus. And then for the first couple of weekends, now this is before classes really got into assignments and homework and tests. Yeah, they had uh, parties on the weekend. Ours used to be at the union, you know, but I remember there was one particular weekend where my friends and I, we were sitting in the dorm room and they started asking the question. So are you going to the party tomorrow? No, I think it was tonight. You going tonight? No, I got to study. Are you going tonight? No, I got to. And everyone like that was in my new circle, because, you know, you're just making friends. We all were like, mm -mm, we can't go this weekend. You know, this this is when it kicks in. Like we're in school. We have tests we have classes we have work to do so that was just one time that we we could not go yeah you will go to the parties that they have and you have fun and that's what regina was talking about you do have to be a social individual you have to grow in that way as well that's how you meet people that's how you learn who you want to be around and who you don't want to be around you know you're, you're building a new circle of friends but there comes a time when you have to buckle down and get your work done. So maybe you have to miss this event. Maybe mm -hmm. you can't go to that gathering. But that's part of your self-growth. But that's in any school. That's in any school. I just happened to be blessed with a great circle of friends when I got to school. We were all on one accord in terms of what we wanted for, you know, for ourselves. You know, good grades. We wanted to get our work done. We had, you know, one one friend of ours was an engineering major. And I remember one time she had this test coming up. And so we just had everybody around just shh, quiet. Dion is stutter, uh, studying. You know, I said stuttering. Dion is studying. You know, and she ended up with a 4.0. But we, we looked out for her, you mm -hmm. know, on those days. Because, you know, a lot of times she just was really having a hard time, you know, with a in a dorm it's not always quiet in a dorm but we have like dion is studying studying right now you know we gotta you know we we were on our best behavior when she had to study but we looked out for each other you know if i had a paper to do and i kept putting it off you know english major i always had a paper due one of my friends Donna, did you start that paper yet no i have gonna start that you know and, and we just stayed on each other so and that's what they that uh, that's the beauty when you look out for each other that's the thing about these type of schools that we you know i know it may be biased because we both joined we went, went to one but just the, the the beauty of having family you know a uh, different world was literally uh a, a icon and I, I i don't want to say icon what can i say a word different world first of all it came out exactly when we went to school like different world was followed us. Like we went to school the same year, well, 87. I think they came out in 87. So like yeah, they came out because Denise graduated a year before because Theo graduated in 88. So 87, <laughs> so it started in 87, but it was right when we were about to you know, pick schools and you know, we were talking about colleges and I have something I wanted to share uh, with our audience. As you see, <laughs> as you see in this picture, that's me. This is how we, I, I can tell you, me and Donna go all the way back. That's Donna. If you could look at the picture, you may not see it right here, but this says Hampton University on there. And these are the other classmates that all went to Hampton together. So these three plus Donna all went to Hampton together. And they were showing that they wanted to go to Hampton. That was college day in 87. Mm -hmm. 
That was College Day 87 at Teaneck High School. And that's the school that they decided to go to. So they were all holding the sign that they were going to Hampton. Isn't that stuff that we had that picture going on? Yep. And my friend Alina down yeah. at the bottom with the glasses, she went to Spelman. Yeah, she went to Spelman. So this is telling you that's how far we go back. But this is college day when Donna decided she was doing Hampton University. So I got proof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like how, you know, and this is up 10 years ago. But I, I I mean, this is a special picture. I really I'm glad we captured this. I don't know who took this picture, Donna. Do you know who took it? I have no idea, but I'm glad they got it. <laughs> I don't okay, know. get it off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the door looked the same. Don't she let that say? She just a kid as she want to be. Oh, but, um, but yeah, I just I had to pull that up. I wanted to show that this show. I mean, this is really what she wanted. She wanted. She did what she said she was going to do. That was mm -hmm. back in '87, and she said she was going to have it. She went and she accomplished. She um actually um went through with Delta Sigma Theta as well at the school. So we'll talk about that too. Um, Greek life, HBCU and Greek life is hand in hand. If you go to HBCU, if you didn't know nothing about Greek life, you're going to learn then. I wasn't exposed to it as much. Uh, my god sister who went to Morgan is a Delta as well. That was my first experience on that. Can we pause real quick before we go into the organizations? Because I want to go back to another misconception about the HBCU. Okay, no problem. Um, there are some people who might say, well, it's not realistic. The world isn't made up of all black people, you know, like, so that's <laughs> when you get into the real world, it's, you're going to have like a culture shock because it's your job. It's not going to be all black people. Let me tell you something mm -hmm. that used to really get on my nerves because the thing <laughs> is, when you think about a college campus, you have all types of individuals coming from all over with various experiences all different life experiences, all different cultures in terms of the types of music they like, the types of food they like. The only difference when you're talking about an HBCU is that they will probably all be of African-American descent. You might all have the same skin color, maybe. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean we all like the same things. We don't all like the same music. I would try to make people understand if a person grew up in an all, let's say all white or environment, like say that was your high school experience, mm -hmm. just because you come to an HBCU, that doesn't mean that you don't bring those experiences with you, mm -hmm. you know, and then you could have someone who grew up in an all African-American environment and that's all they knew. They go to the same school and they bring their experiences with them. Like everybody comes together and you learn from each other. Mm -hmm. You know, the different things that you like. Oh, I never heard that song before. What group is that? Oh, mm -hmm. I never heard of them. But just because you're all African-American or you're at an HBCU does not mean that it's like an unrealistic situation mm -hmm. when you get out into the real world. Yes, when you yes. get out into the real world, maybe, you know, you have, you know, you're, you're going to be in with different cultures and different colors, different ethnicities. But that's the same thing at an HBCU. They're bringing in things from whatever their experiences were. It's just that we made all we may all look the same. But trust me, we don't all think the same. No, we don't at good all. Point. That's a good point. 
Very good. Yeah, just because you're in an HBCU does not mean that we automatically like the same songs, dress the same, you know, all that. Everybody's an individual and putting yourself on a campus does not make you less of an individual. You are still who you are at the core. Yes, it is. And and you brought a good point because when I went to school, I didn't know about go-go like that. I knew about it a little bit, but when you go to school in Virginia, you're going to learn about go-go music. You're going to learn about, you know, I didn't know, too, I didn't know people, believe it or not, I lived two hours from Philly. I ain't never been to Philly day in my life. And I met so many people from Philly and their culture and what they bring, their foods and different parts have different things that they bring to you that they, you know, and there's some people was raised in like, you know, in, in apartment buildings or the projects and, you know, some was raised in suburbs and some was raised and everybody brings something different to, to you. And you end up making these lifelong friends with people that you never thought you would be friends with, you know, because you, they put you in the predicament that you have to learn how to deal with people. Going to college, period, teaches you, first of all, how to, how to problem solve, how to deal with different people with different ideas and different cultures and different ways. Like you live with people who are different than you. You got to learn how to coexist with them in these dorms. It's, that's what I'm saying about school. School is not just books. It's about growing up, you know, and it makes you a better person. And... I will prove that to you when you go to any homecoming, you'll see the love. People come to homecomings, they in the 80s, 70s, 80s. They're still coming back every year for homecoming because that, that school made them who they are. It started their lives. A lot of them met their husbands and wives there as Dorna's parents did. You know, they met at Virginia State University and they became a union. So a lot of history, a lot of stuff happens at these schools. It's not just going to school and, and, and writing a paper. It's so much more than that. Right. So speaking of more than that, go ahead, Regina, get back to Deltas. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. I'll start off with the Deltas, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Y'all hear in a second why I said that. Um, yes. So Donna um, became a, a devastated lady of DST, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, um, at Hampton University. And I know is enriching her family because her mother was a Delta and her father was a Mega Sci-Fi as well as her brother. And she told you now her niece, her brother's daughter is a Delta Sigma Theta lady. And that brings culture, that brings tradition, that brings, there's so much behind that. It's so much behind that. And I, I mean, Dawn, you could go ahead and talk about, you know, how important that was to you to become a Delta in, in Hampton University. Yes, it, it really did mean a lot. But one thing I will say for people who are not familiar with Greek organizations, um, actually look them up. We we all do public service. We all, you know, try to, we serve our communities. But for me, I grew up in a family of Deltas. And so it was not new to me. But what I did was I was able to watch the women in my family and see how they were. And I liked that. I loved them. And the fact that they were Deltas was just pretty much the icing on the cake. But what I tell or challenge people to do when they go on college campuses, don't just do something because someone in your family is it or your friend is that, you know, you really have to look for yourself and ask yourself, is this what I want to be a part of? Because it really is a lifetime commitment if you're serious about it. It just so happened for me that I had a great Delta experience growing up. So for me, when I got to college and I saw the Deltas on the campus, it wasn't new to me. But one thing we did was we made sure when my niece, 
you know, got to college, we didn't want to push Delta on her because you have to want to be a part of the organization, you know? So she, we gave her her space. We didn't push anything. And then ultimately when she decided that she wanted to be a Delta, of course, you know, we were overjoyed, <laughs> but it is very important for you to do your research, see what they're doing on the campus. Is this something I really want to be a part of? Because if you are serious about it, you will be in it for the rest of your life, you know, and you want to be uh, dues paying because then you're active, you can vote, you can make decisions. But what some people, well, I, I would hope that people wouldn't just join so they can be a part of something, which is something else that people say. Well, why do you have to be in an organization? Why can't you? Why am I making that voice on that face? <laughs> That's how they sound, Donna. <laughs> can't you just serve the people? Why do you have to be in an organization? Because, because I can answer that question for you, Donna. Yeah. Because, well, let me let me introduce myself. <clears throat> My name is Regina Smithwick, and I am a member of the fabulous, the zestful Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And I am part of the Divine Nine as well as Donna. And the question she has said is, people always say, well, why you need to join an organization? You could do just a volunteer by yourself. Yes, you're supposed to be doing that before you join the organization. Because to join the organization, you have to have community service background. You can't join any organization in Divine Nine and not do community service before you join the organization. So yes, you're supposed to do that before. Join the organization is just to be able to do it on a bigger platform. If I do it by myself, but imagine doing it with 100, 200, 300,000 other women doing the same initiative at the same time. Imagine the impact you put in this world, right? So the point of doing it with the organization is you make a bigger impact. So that will answer that question for anyone who said, I can do very, you know, volunteer work by myself. You sure can, because we wouldn't take you if you didn't do it before. There you have it. Believe me, I, I've been I've been told this a hundred times. Oh, y'all are gangs. No, we're not gangs. We are incorporated. We are an organization just like the 4-H club, just like um, any other um, club that's out there, organization out there. We're the same nonprofit organization that we do community service based. All of us, all nine of us in the Divine Nine is organizational community service based. All the other stuff is just fluff. That's all the extra stuff. That's all the fun stuff. But when you come to the core of our relationship, our, our, all of us, it's community service all the way through. That's what we're here right. for. And there are no rivals. No. The we AKAs can't. and the Deltas do not hate each other. Come on. <laughs> you know, a lot of the stuff that we do is just banter. And it's all fun. fun. It's, all it's fun. just all in fun. But at the core, we serve our publics. You know, we give scholarships to deserving mm -hmm. students who want to go to college. Mm -hmm. We have fundraisers, you know, we do different um, activities, you know, for the community. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it gets blown out of proportion because of what you may see on TV. Oh, they washed up the yard one, two, three, and four, and then they I know about great life. <laughs> No. But you know what? I can't even fault it because we, as uh, as media and stuff, we always look at the one little bad thing. We blow it out proportion to make a movie out of it. And then we wonder why we are looked at in a bad way. And we got to just make it better and let them know that we are not about that. So I know we got to yeah. get ready to close up. This is uh, something well, we may have to come back and do Greek life by itself. 
Exactly. So you could find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and our YouTube channel if you would like to keep up with us and see what we're doing. And um, that's it for me. So I would just say be blessed, everyone. Regina, you could take us out. All right. And this, as we always say, stay tuned for next week. We're always going to be here every week and we'll be chatting again. So until next time, God bless.